Fooled everybody too because he uh, he went and trained with Freddie Roach. Yeah. Only for a week though. Yeah. Like, like that's pretty crazy. It's crazy. Welcome, welcome to Van City Podcast. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, I know I say this with all my guests, but I've I always say that I wanna I've been waiting to have you on the show. Yeah. But I've actually been waiting to have you on the show. It's nice Appreciate to have you. Um, Almost like a local celebrity, I guess. <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> no not. Um, so why don't you just tell us who you are? We know you're you're, you're an MMA fighter, but yeah. uh, for people who don't know, uh, who do you who do you fight for? All that stuff. So get into it. Yeah, I mean, uh, for those that don't know, I'm a mixed martial artist. Uh, been professional since uh, 2018, I want to say, maybe 17. Okay. Yeah. When did this journey start? Just this journey started. Uh, I know when this journey yeah, started. Yeah, like, but this is kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think uh, I think it's shortly after high school. Well, in high school, I was fighting a lot. Um, as, as I'm sure you know, <laughs> uh, what kind of fights? Like yeah. street fights. Street fights, like you know, there's there's a lot of those. Um, yeah. Especially in my like high school year, I feel like we had fights like so frequent i don't know like correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like there's always fights going on yeah there was i was i was too busy shooting in the gym but um no like the basketball team there i one thing about you i i've known you f- for god knows how long i never knew you were actually you wanted to train and get into mixed martial arts mm. we all knew that you had a passion for it but i don't think anyone actually like Expected, knew, expected or thought that you were actually going to pursue your dream yeah which is something that people don't ever do yeah especially like vancouver or being a canadian no one really follows that dream so yeah. it's nice to see somebody somebody that we know pursue it um i don't think it's like so much that like people don't pursue their dreams like i'm sure like a lot of people would love to but yeah. i feel like in this society i feel like it's super hard for people to chase their dreams like like you have to work a nine to five you have to work like you know you got to pay bills you got like you know you end up meeting a girl you know she wants a wedding like this all you know there's so much there's so much stopping you so for me i was able to thankfully you know thank god put a lot of stuff aside and and just follow my that's it seems like that's the trend though with a lot of successful like ufc fighters or bellator fighters or or bfl fighters coming up is the sacrifice people have Mm -hmm. to sacrifice their jobs because it's not because fighting isn't technically really a hobby you know it's, yeah, it's not you can't it's play something fight. that you have to yeah you can't play fight you yeah. you you have to sacrifice your time and put the work in if you don't put the work in it'll show sure. right, away. right away um going back i think it's been what, seven eight years i guess since you started i was mentoring a uh, korean kid uh Back in like, like, when was it? Just after high school, I guess. I was in college. Yeah. We were in college and stuff. And I went to support this kid that I was mentoring. And I saw you there. Yeah. And I was like, weird, what the right? fuck yeah. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it was like in, at the Oval, Oval, uh, what was it called? Oval, Richmond Oval, whatever, mm. for the Olympics. Mm. And it was like a mixed martial arts uh, competition tournament. And then I'm like, is that Ali? Like, what the hell is Ali doing here? Yeah. How come? Then we talked a bit, and I had a ca- I had a I had a camera with me because I wanted to record him and show him and stuff. And then I ended up recording you, my fight, yeah, <laughs> recording you and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I didn't know Ali actually like was doing this. But good, for, good for you for like starting that young. Um, it's been a journey. Why don't you? 
walk us a little bit through your journey. Yeah, I mean, just going back to that night, bro. Like, you know, like you were one of my friends, right? Like, I, I kept it very low key. Like my whole career. Yeah, I, I had no it, idea. Yeah, I kept it super low key, and the main reason was, bro. Like everybody has an opinion, right? Yeah. And like I, I appreciate everybody's opinion, I, especially my friends and family. Like I, I do appreciate. Like man, my mom tells me all the time to stop fighting. My yeah. uncle tells me all the time to stop fighting, you know? So, you know, the, everybody has an opinion and I, I just felt like I was on my own journey and yeah. I just felt like, yeah, I just needed to like pursue that, you know? And of yeah. course. You have to. I mean, yeah, like mothers and uncles and aunts, they're always going to be thinking about like your safety and all that yeah, stuff. Of and, course. Um, I don't blame them for thinking that, but like, I mean, your record's pretty good. Like, you have a pretty, you had a pretty good pro uh, amateur record. Yeah. And then now going into your pro career, mm. uh, you've been successful. You've been on like the better end of things. Yeah. If it was the other way around, do you think you would still be pursuing this? And I don't think your so. Your goal? No, I don't think so. I feel like, um, you know, I give it my all in my training yeah. and stuff like that in my preparation. And if those cards didn't fall for me, I don't think I would be able to put not only myself through that, like I'm okay with putting myself through that, but it's mainly like my family, my friends, yeah. like my girlfriend. Like it's not an easy sport, you know what I mean? It's not like, like, bro, like I'll come home and I'm like, I'm like dead, bro. Yeah, like, you're, you're tired, like, you're tired, exhausted, yeah, you're bruised. Talk, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there, there are like, there are like a lot of great days and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, like the grind, like when you're in fight camp, yeah, like outside of fight camp, it's like beautiful, like you know, you're learning, you're growing, and things like that. But in fight camp, like you're preparing for war, right? Yeah, you're preparing for like no, all, for sure, all outcomes. So, yeah, I mean, if if the dice have had rolled the other direction, like I don't, I don't know, I don't think I would. It's hard to say. It's hard it's to hard say. To say right? Like. You could have been like, well, that was a close one. Like, uh, like you yeah, might exactly. be motivated to actually want to come back and do better. But I mean, yeah. you've been on the better end of things, which is nice. Yeah. Um, you you also went to nationals for a bit, right? Yeah, like I did uh, nationals where I fought like uh, three times in three days. Um, you know, I had to. Uh, I had a pretty stacked division, so I I, I got that. I mean, uh, um. I lost my last fight, but the top two guys make it. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Bahrain for like what is the basically the Olympics of martial arts. Okay. Um, because I mean MMA isn't in the Olympics, so this is kind of their version right. of it. Um, and I fought there, and I fought three times in three days, made it to the quarterfinals, and then lost a close decision. Um, my last fight. Um, and yeah, I mean that experience alone, bro. Like making weight is tough. But having to make it every single day after a fight, and all my fights went three rounds, right? Yeah. So, but it was a lot of experience. And the weight that you cut too, it's not like you. What do you walk around at? Like I walk around one fifty five. And then you cut down to what? Uh, this one was down to one forty five because I had to make the weight every day. This but is the last fight the, you're talking no, about, like, or this uh, is in the national? In the national, in the world, right? Um, but for my regular fights, I cut to bantam weight, which is like one thirty five. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But how does well, that feel? It's like, okay, man. Like I mean, okay it's, it's not. It's not like I do it in an unhealthy way. Yeah, I don't do it. Like I don't. If if I was like dying to make weight, I would fight in a weight yeah, class above. Right? No, I see. You know? I, I I see it firsthand. Your diet's pretty good. You're pretty You're very consistent, actually. Mm. Um, I think it's the discipline. It comes down to the discipline that you have. Yeah. Uh, you know what you want. You know what you're looking for. You know how to get there. You have a good team around you. Great team, yeah. How about you talk about your team a little bit? You're yeah, training I mean, with Cajun, right? Cajun, yeah. I mean, I've I've trained at a lot of places. I trained started off at stand up Muay Thai mm -hmm. with Crew Williams. Um, he was a Muay Thai coach, but uh, he was super like old school and like aggressive. But the thing I loved about him, man, he was super motivating. Right. He knew how to push me. Um, like in a way where like not a lot of people could have pushed me he, right he like he was a great coach and that that's what i learned with him was like just the grind um at a super young age i was like right after like grade 12 wow and um yeah and then after that i went and trained uh, at a place called uh clinch with uh sal rander and he was uh he was a great coach as well that's so, where you went that's when you were doing your uh amateur 
amateur majority fights. like not majority but a few of my amateur fights like first three fights were with him i won my first title right. there as right. well um great gym great great uh, bodies there as well and yeah did you know i learned a lot there like that's when i first actually put on like a jiu-jitsu gi was there oh right? wow um i always knew how to grapple like grappling was like just a natural right. thing for me but um like wrestling and everything like that but yeah over there was the first time i put on a gi and I fell in love with it. I was like, man, I was so intrigued by it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I met somebody there that like introduced me to Kajan. And uh, man, ever since then, I was started like he opened a gym here, um, TriStar Vancouver. TriStar Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, and uh, trained with him ever since like uh, 2016, I believe, or 17. Wow, so it's been like five years almost. Five years with five him, years yeah, with five, him. five, six years. Yeah. yeah, I see you guys' relationship. You guys have been a solid relationship. Uh, Cajun always says hi to us too whenever we come to the fights he sees that you have support behind you and he loves that too yeah, right? So does. it's nice and it's humbling almost to see that someone is like that dedicated to his team you know so yeah but when I when when I say that he's he's like a, he's so selfless bro like you know what I mean mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a great human um, always wants to help people um and he's so like technically talented like he has he's so well-rounded you know he's been doing it right he's been fighting for a long time yeah he's he went to try some montreal um and fought under like frasa hobby gsp on on their come-ups you know yeah um been in that gym every day like that was his life he didn't work he just Mm -hmm. trained 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 you know nice man that's really good to hear he has a wealth of knowledge man wealth of knowledge what's the so how many fights have you had now in pro? Five. Five fights. And what's your record? Four and one. Four and one. Yeah. What What'd you learn from that loss? That loss, like, I mean, even though I I and many other people feel like I've won that fight, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if I was able to, like, get the promotion to, like, release it, um, I don't, they, for some reason, they don't release footage. But I learned that, like, because I had him in an arm bar in the first round, right? Mm-hmm. And when I used to, like, I felt like, when I, when I used to roll in the gym, like, I felt like I would, I wasn't trying to break his arm. You know what I mean? Like, right. what, like and that kind of mentality doesn't get you far in the sport, right? Yeah. Like, you, you have to kill. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to kill. And, like, a lot of my, like, submissions and stuff like that, like, especially in that fight, like, I had the arm bar. And I, like, had it extended. But, like, I just was, like, waiting for him to tap instead of, like, worrying about the break. You right. know what I mean? Like, breaking his arm. Like, fuck what happens to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, that's... so that's one big thing that I learned um, in that fight. And also, like, don't don't rely on the judges. How far much. into your pro career were you in that fight? That I was can't my remember. first one. That was the first one. That and then after that, now you're winning streaks to that four, four right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And you guys, they have plans for, BFL has plans for you soon? or Yeah, like, uh, I'm looking for a title, sh- like, I won a title shot in my last fight. I, that fight should have actually been for the title. Okay. Um, but because of COVID, um, long layoffs for everybody, yeah. like, everybody was kind of just fresh, you know what I mean? So. I feel like, I feel like BFL, one big shout out to BFL for putting on shows pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, Pre-COVID, they, like, they sell out freaking... Uh, hard rock is it hard rock right yeah hard rock, hard rock and then cool. also like uh, Canada yeah they do they do a pretty good job getting people in the seats yeah whether you're supporting a fighter or you're there as a fan mm. they do a pretty good job and I noticed with like their their cameras and stuff they're doing they they have the budget like they're for what they their budget is they're doing a very good job like in terms of promotion. trying to get up the a lower promotion up and going you know yeah like they have a very good success rate like they had they've had like a bunch of fighters yeah. make it to the ufc um and they're the, i think i i believe they're the best promotion in canada i feel i truly believe that i think um the way they have it set up their recipe is like one of the most organized you know yeah um, it seems very organized yeah um now going into covid like covid times yeah how have they been have they are they like they uh, they test you or do they require you to go get tests done or yeah like I get a test done like fight week yeah um and 
basically like they know that fighters stay and they don't go out fight week you're cutting weight and right stuff like that. yeah so yeah you do a test then comes back negative and then like the weirdest part is like when you warm up it's like uh like you you warm up you fight mm-hmm. and then right after you just leave the arena you get checked by the doctor <laughs> and they like have an exit door like open like really outside. Just like, okay outside like bro i have to like i was like sweating and i'm like there's like all these like nurses (laughs) around me i'm like hey like i'm just dropping my pants guys like i had to change yeah (laughs) this is super weird i guess they have to have certain protocols to make sure for one they don't get shut down two the fighters are all safe three the audience is safe or whoever's the cameraman or whatever i guess they don't have an audience right now but but still um, there's people there the la- your last fight we we watched on pay per view or sorry it was on Fight Pass yes, UFC fight. Pi- fight Pass yeah and that's run by BFL like the the stream is by BFL or is UFC came in and recorded how does that work so US so BFL from my understanding and I I could be wrong this is just my understanding of it but it's like. BFL is on UFC Fight Pass and UFC Fight Pass has their own streamers, right? Okay. Like, so they yeah. have like, I, th- I don't know, some like 20,000 viewers that, that, that have Fight Pass. Right. And they're, they have access to like BFL. There's like other like organizations like LFA. Okay. There's like grappling tournaments, EBI tournaments mm-hmm. um, that go on there. So it's like a platform where you can watch a bunch of other organizations. Okay. And generally like those organizations have an easier route to get into the UFC or big promotions because yeah. of the platform. Just having the name UFC on something, yeah, it it definitely means there's scouts possibly. Who knows who's watching, right? Who's watching, yeah. right? It could be a slow night in Vegas or Which whatever. Was, you never know. Dana White, maybe yeah. he's watching or he's definitely got 100 scouts out there yeah. looking for people. So um, have you looked at or taken any additional steps to getting to the next level or are you looking to kind of bfl until a certain time period do you have like a goal as to where you want to go yeah so ideally i would like to fight for the title win the title um and then defend it and then go from there okay yeah because that would be like a perfect like scenario like, is someone holding the belt right now no the last person that held it actually went to the ufc it's okay. vacant right now okay so yeah. there's a good chance next fight will potentially be would you have to face the same guy again no definitely not no no i think they'll uh bring in another big prospect okay um somebody like a big name right i generally like they like tell me like you know this person or this person yeah and I just usually always pick the the bigger name, the one that has a bigger following or like the one that's like usually has and those are the tougher like of the course, bigger yeah. the bigger names are usually the ones that are like you want to you test wanna, yourself yeah. against, right? For me at least, like yeah. As an outsider and looking in, I think not only you've created your own fan base, but your fan base has made you grow too. Because, like, when you come out to the arena, when you come out to the octagon, the whole fucking crowd is chanting Ali. Yeah. Ali, Ali. Everyone's chanting. Regardless of if they know you or not, people are picking it up and they're going, fuck, this is sick. Ali, Ali. We haven't heard this in a while. Like, this has been, it's been years since we've heard Ali chants. Yeah. So, it's nice. Like, it's actually sick. And I think BFL can definitely work with that. Yeah. They'd be like, well, look at this. Like, take take a page out of Vince McMahon's book. Yeah, you get a, you get the crowd on your side. Yeah, you're instantly drawn in. It's entertainment, that's, right? Yeah, that's what they're looking for, right? They yeah. need guys that can bring in an audience or draw in an audience mm. and have them kind of bring the organization up to the next level, right? Yeah. So I see that a lot mm. in um, what you're doing. Now you're going into. A new training camp? Have you started your training camp yet? Or like, I'm always training. Yeah. Regardless, like, not not a lot changes from like camp to right. Aside from like stricter diet, like more, maybe more runs, things like that. Just just little things. Like I, I mean, no, I still run a lot, but 
yeah, I think the main thing that changes is like just the mindset, maybe. Nice. Yeah. You know? So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll jump right back into it. This is Van City Podcast with my guest Ali Wasuk. Yes, sir. <laughs> I actually wanted to ask you why you what, what made you start this podcast? Honestly, man, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored. I, yeah. I, I go to work seven to three every day and I come home and I don't I don't do anything. Yeah. And knowing my past, I love editing videos. Yeah. I love fucking I love fucking around with like you editing being systems. Yeah, I used to I, I, I used to really enjoy being in front of the camera trying yeah. to make people laugh and shit. Yeah. Now it's just kinda like whatever. Yeah. Um, I remember back in the day, Vine. Vine was my shit. Dude, I loved I Vine. What about Vine, bro? I almost went viral with Vine, but yeah. uh, it died out. I remember one time I went to the movie theater, mm. and I was in line, and then some kid like three rows or like three like rows back in the lineup was like, "Hey, that's the guy from Vine." And I turned around, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "What the fuck?" That's like, crazy. I've never in my life had someone like, and I was like, "This is a kid or whatever." And I only had like maybe five hundred followers or whatever. Yeah. But like, I was like, "Holy shit!" It was it was weird. It's like it was with TikTok weird. right now, bro. Yeah. Like my niece showed me this person, like Addison Ray. Oh yeah, yeah, Addison right? Ray. Yeah. And she like she popped up on the Kardashians. I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. Like yeah. that step. Yeah, it's, it's like because from here to like, it's because the Kardashians whatever have kids, and then the kids like these people. Mm. So then they're like, let's invite this person to your birthday yeah, or like do right this now. or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy how that works. And like TikTok has started like people doing dancing and stuff. And yeah, but. Vine was OG though. Vine was OG. Six or six seconds, seven seconds or whatever. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. But they died out because uh, I think Instagram wanted to buy them and Vine said, no, fuck you. Mm. So Instagram was like, okay, fine. We'll just start putting out video. We'll make it so you can put videos on our platform. Yeah. Back then, there was no videos on Instagram. That's so it true. It was yeah. only pictures with like shitty filters. Yeah. It was like these like nasty ass old. If you look back at all your old photos on yeah. Instagram, it's so there bad. was like the weirdest filters and yeah. weirdest. And then they like they like screw you, Vine. And then uh, Vine went out. Vine died. And then that was it. Everyone had to switch over to Instagram video, make videos, and now TikTok has taken over the world. I feel like Snapchat is dying down a little Snapchat, bit. Yeah. Not not as many people viewing and stuff on Snapchat, but uh, I TikTok. Expect, I didn't expect Instagram to be this big, though. Like, kinda, like you said, when you first started, yeah. I was like, this is weird. But then it, like, just blew it up. It blew up, man. Yeah. It, it blew up. Like, it's gone past Twitter. Like, Twitter is obviously, like, one of the OGs that's still yeah. around. Yeah. But even Twitter is kind of slowing down. They just put out a, uh, like, bullying... Uh, censorship oh the censorship yeah, so like, like you can't deal, shit right? on you yeah. can't shit on people anymore like yeah. that's the whole that was like the whole thing with twitter was like was someone posts something and yeah. you could say something shitty or like whatever but now you can like monetize your twitter tweets or your twitter account to make sure that like there's no negativity i understand like people don't like being shat on yeah i've made a tiktok i made a tiktok once of uh it was like starting pick your starting five like NBA uh, players, NBA players, yeah, yeah. but like it comes out like randomly, mm. and I put I said like sh- uh, shooting forward instead of uh, small forward, oh. and I was just getting like on comments yeah. like I'm like I've never had more than like five comments before on a on a TikTok video. <laughs> now like I have like viral, forty bro. comments, and everyone's yeah. like. It's not small forward. It's shooting. It's 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 not shooting forward. It's small forward. I'm like. Oh, like fuck off! Yeah. I'm like, and then the guy's like saying shit. So I'm like, your mom, and he's like, oh, we're doing mom jokes now. And wow. I was like, oh. That's so <laughs> just like shooting back at these guys. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this kid is. Some bro, kid he, from Alabama. He can't slip on <laughs> on social media, bro. <laughs> yeah, one wrong, yeah. one wrong post or one wrong spelling error or whatever. Yeah. You're getting, you're gonna get shit. Especially in this have, day and age. Bro. Have you come across any of that shit? Like any negativity that you're just like, man, are you serious? Um. Yeah, bro. Like a lot of people tend to have opinions, but um. This one funny one was like, like some guy just met, commented on my recent picture and was like, like take off my flag. You don't deserve to rep my flag. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, like sitting there and I was talking uh, to my girl. Like I was like, 
man, like, why? How could someone just be such a hater? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just people, people sitting at a computer. They got nothing to do, and they're just trying to ruin somebody's day. Yeah. That at the end of the day, that's all it is. They're not doing anything, and it's not his flag. You it's know? Not, yeah, exactly. But the funny thing is, like, he thinks that, like. At least for me, like him saying that, like I, if so, someone that was close to me said yeah. that, I'd be like, okay, like this is like hurting yeah. me, like you know, emotionally maybe. But when some random says, that, I just laugh. I'm like, dude, I yeah. don't even know it's, you. It, it, it's a form of entertainment. Yeah, it's good that you can take it. You can you can read it and be like, fuck whatever. Yeah, I totally understand if it was like a friend or whatever saying that type of shit. Yeah. You'd be like, yo, what the hell? Like, yeah. why would you say that? Yeah, but. Oh, yeah, there's always gonna be there's you're always gonna have more haters than supporters. No matter what you do in life, there's always somebody that's gonna tell you that you shouldn't be doing, or you, you shouldn't do this, or you should say that, or yeah, you shouldn't be have you shouldn't come out to the the to to the ring with with my flag. Like yeah. who said it was your flag? Yeah. Like yeah. that makes no sense. But um, yeah, it'll you that 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 is the shitty part about social media but at the same time it's a huge platform it's so and it can huge, get bro. you and it can get you 10 times as far as it would 10 years ago you yeah know? Like, like you use it really well yeah definitely bro like I've, i found some of the best like hikes or like destination things yeah like, like italy like we were, when i went to italy like i was like just looking through social media like yeah and like finding like spots or like destinations like hidden gems you know yeah, you yeah. So easy, easy. You just hashtag like Italy and like click on it, and like, <laughs> just all this shit. Yeah, up. everything comes up. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like building your own itinerary. Yeah. Where uh, where where do you want to travel next once all this shit goes down, calms um, down? I think Turkey. Turkey. Maybe? Turkey seems nice. Like, have you seen that one where like all the um, balloons are like? Not the yeah, balloons, it's yeah. um the hot air balloons. Hot air balloons. Yeah, I, I can't remember the city, but I remember watching a live set. Yeah. I think it's called Circle. One of my buddies showed me. And um, there's like 30 hot air balloons in the air. Really? And yeah. this guy's DJing like That's live. Crazy. In, yeah. in fucking air. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, that would be... That's something sick for a bucket list. Yeah. What about you? Me? Man. I mentioned on my... One of the podcasts, I think it was with... Jordan, um, I wanted to do like a Mexico trip just because it's super easy. You don't have to worry about like itinerary. You just like sit down, relax. Oh, but I'm telling you, you know what would be way sicker than Mexico? It would be like, if you're going to get people to commit anyway, yeah. like just go somewhere sick. Like somewhere like, I don't know, man. Like I've gone to Thailand. I've gone Thailand to Costa Rica. Sick. I've Thailand. gone to, I've gone to some good places. That's, I'm just thinking like something very simple. Yeah. Like something that everything is given to me and in front of me, I don't have to make an itinerary or I don't have to book a flight for this. Yeah. Just something nice and easy. And then like, obviously like do like other places that you do need to put a little bit more emphasis into it yeah. would be obviously ideal. But I think for the time being, we're basically going to be have to, if we do go on vacation, you got to go to one spot yeah, and you right. can't really go around very much until like, who knows when, when all this shit gets cleared up. But like, you know that when you're in a Mexican resort, mm. you're in the resort with pe- the same people for like seven days. Mm. I don't know, man. It's very, it's hard to say. But with the way everything's going, like, do you think it's going to be anytime soon? No. No, Absolutely right? not. No. Like you think like what, no. two years? I think two years. At two least years. two years. Before you can travel. No, I think this is my opinion. I think now that they've come out with they're they're saying like for example, Ticketmaster or like Lufthansa, they've saying that you're not able to come to our event or get onto our airline without a vaccination. Mm. Right? Right. It's not necessarily like the government of Canada saying, hey, you're not going to be able to get onto an airplane mm. without getting a vaccination. It's those guys. It's saying, those. It's uh, like guys like Ticketmaster saying, if you want to come to our events, uh, you need to have a, a vaccination. vaccination. Yeah. The only way to get that approval is to have it officially like stamped on your in, in a passport yeah. or on your driver's license. Yeah. Right. Because 
I bet you a hundred bucks in a year you're gonna be hearing about fake vaccination cards. Cards, yeah. People are gonna have fake vaccination cards, or they're gonna be trying to give it out and yeah. whatever. Figure out a way because obviously you can't get everyone to get vaccinated. People have their own opinions, own opinions yeah. on it. Like especially in Europe, like yeah. people don't like believe in vaccinations. Yeah, they don't like that stuff, and they've been able to live their lives without it. Right. Regardless of what COVID is, vaccinations take like four or five years to develop. Yeah. Right. So in four or five years, we could actually have a proper antidote to yeah. this like disease or virus that's technically not really killing that many people. It's making them sick. Yes. Mm. But the problem is it's a global pandemic. It's yeah. it's it's on a global ba- global thing. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. I like I, I can't see airline all airlines. I mean, the same thing. Well, but the thing they is, have like, to it's, standardize they have to, it. Yeah, they have, they to, have to standardize it. Yeah, it has to be the same across the board. Right? Yeah, like unless a country, unless like maybe a country says you don't need to have a vaccination to, to come, enter. Yeah. yeah. But then again, it's the, the airline, that's still right? pretty. Yeah, it's still the airline. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's gonna be. It's it's gonna take a while. I think it's gonna be. At least another. At well, least, I think. I think light like. Vancouver can go back to normal in like a year. Yeah. The way things are going right now, there's like what over just over a thousand cases cases a day. Yeah. Technically, it's not it's it's bad, but it's not like Ontario where they're getting like thousands of cases yeah. a day. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too is like as soon as you feel sick, you have to get a you have to go get a COVID test. Like yeah. if you're having flu like symptoms or whatever, you you're kind of forced to go by your work or whatever so did you have it i didn't you never no got i got i was sick last week though and uh just for like just to make sure with my the guy that i work with and for myself i yeah. obviously went and got tested yeah i did it at like the nice thing was i did it at like 10 a.m in the morning and yeah. i got my results the same day at like seven That's or awesome. eight o'clock at night time yeah right but i was still sick the next day so i was like i can't come to work yeah so I don't have it. It's thankfully. Like a good way to get out of work, too. <laughs> like, I guess. Not, not that saying yeah, you use no. it, but I mean, people yeah. would. No, like, yeah. Imagine you're hungover. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was like, I had a headache at work and he had to go and uh, he had their, his work made him go get a COVID test. Yeah. It's like, he's like, shit. Like, I got to go get a COVID test because it's, it's a hassle and it fucking hurts. Yeah, bro. It hurts. It hurts. It's not fun. <laughs> I went to the drive. Did you go to the drive? Yeah. You went to the drive. Yeah. The yeah. lady was like, "Cause yo, they probably do like hundreds." She was right? changing my oil. Yeah, bro. My <laughs> eyes, like, I started seeing stars, bro. It was like worse than getting punched in the face. I'm telling you. Like, she was like in there, and then she's like, "Are you good? Like, can you drive ahead?" I was like, "Give me a sec." Like, I see stars. Like, yeah, and sh- they dig, right? They, they dig, like yeah. they go in there. I wonder what they like. They see like. They how must many nostrils like, they see, bro. <laughs> like a day. So Sorry, by the time you get, too. yeah. By the time it gets Bass to like Austin, like, yeah, like dude, these guys. Huh? She's like, oh man. But uh, that's awesome though that you got it so quick, huh? Yeah. Shout out to the frontliners, though, man. They yeah, do they're, they're doing their thing. It's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next year, like twenty closing twenty twenty one. Where will we be going back into like a flu season? I don't know. Do you feel like time's passing by faster? Yeah. It is, It's going by way too fast. Way too fast. Way too fast. And the the way I can tell is like when your memories pop up on On Instagram or Snapchat history or whatever, you're just like, holy cow, that was a year ago? Yeah. Like, how is that possible? But... It's crazy. We're becoming... we're, We're kind of becoming zombies. That's why it's important, obviously, now that the weather's getting better to to go out. To go out, yeah. To like parks and go out not like yeah out out you know what i mean like not trying to turn up or anything but um like i'm not an anti-masker but like for people that like work out with masks on outside it's like oh my super God. shocking to me bro. dude the other day i might get a little heat from this if my coworker watches but <laughs> uh, i went to the gym after they got shut down they got yeah. shut down for seven days I won't mention Why? the gym, but um, they, I don't know. They shut down. I think Fraser Health came in and shut them down. And they said seven days they're shut down. So my first day back, I'm on the treadmill wearing my mask. 
and there's a guy in front of me doing bicep curls on the machine and he's not wearing a mask and I'm like okay well I'm like annoying, right? this is weird like you're the only only guy he's like in his 20s too like yeah. he he's I'm just like he looks like a woken fucking oh one, one of these woken guys yeah. yeah and then and then I'm like uh I'm like hey can you put your mask on and right away he's like don't tell me what to fucking do I was like excuse no me way. I was like excuse me he's like yeah you can't he's like he's like shut the fuck up don't tell me what to do I was like, all I did, all I asked you to do was put your mask on. Why are you giving me attitude? Yeah. He's like, I'll fuck you up. And I was like, you're going to fuck me up? Wow. Yeah. And then as I was like yelling at me, I was like, no, fuck you, man. Like, yeah. I was, we were yelling at each other yeah. in the gym. Yeah. I had my headphones on too. So like I could, I was a little bit louder than I should have been. Yeah. The manager comes up to me and he goes, yeah, he's exempt from wearing a mask. Oh, and I was like, interesting. okay, maybe he shouldn't be here then. Yeah. And then. I continued my workout and then the guy was like making like faces and stuff. And then he ended up leaving. Yeah. And then I went up to the manager and I was like, who's the manager here? And he's like, I'm the manager. I was like, okay, well like you can't tell me that 99% of the people in this gym have to wear a mask and this guy is exempt. Like, what do you mean? Doctors? No. Yeah. What do you mean? He's exempt. He's like, Oh, he has a doctor's no. And I was like, man, people are probably going out. Hustling these doctors, being like, oh, I have asthma or whatever, I can't wear. My opinion, don't come to the gym. I get it that people do want to come to the gym and stuff, mm. but it's tough. Like, but how do you he's know? not doing high interval training. This yeah. is the thing. He's not yeah. on the treadmill. He's not on like he's the stairmaster. He's just sitting there on the machine doing bicep curls and he's breathing in and out on yeah. the machines. I get it. He might have sanitized them after or before, but it's still new like people like especially the gyms they need to be careful yeah like any gym like uh, like like talk like talk to me a little bit about i i don't know what what's going on with like mixed martial arts gyms or like um like i know for example like uh, oxygen yoga or like bike classes and stuff they got shut down for a bit yeah like we're shut down yeah like we're shut down but like unless you're a professional fighter um then you can like uh you can obviously train with other professionals Right, but is like, it so one on one or yeah, no one group? on one? Like, There's no group classes right now, right? Yeah, for no, adults, yeah, no group classes. Like you know, the, there's yeah, not like it was before. Like the, yeah. the, like our gyms are all closed, right? Just just professional fighters are able to train, um, because that's how it's, you know we make a yeah. living, right? So it's that's hard, man. It's a tough. touchy subject, touchy subject. Because I mean, personally, for me, like I I agree. Because like I mean, I've had COVID. I, I my sisters had COVID. Um, but I feel as though, like, their approach with the way they're doing it, like, it doesn't make sense. You I agree. I mean? You know what I mean? Like, look at, like, New Zealand. Like, look at Australia. They're full. No masks. No nothing. They're, like, everybody's out and about mm-hmm. doing their thing, right? So, I didn't think we took the right approach. And I don't think, like, closing small businesses is the right approach when you are keeping open the Walmarts and the superstores yeah. and things like that. In my opinion, like, obviously, you still have to get groceries. You still have to get, like, your whatever like some people get their coffees out and like those are kind of like all small like restaurants for example right like i i just feel like if you're gonna close everything then yes that makes sense but if you're gonna select and choose like oh this is important this is important this is important yeah i find that to be unfair that that is unfair my opinion they need to lock down if they really want to get rid of this like yeah the way they keep saying they want to they need to shut everything down but everything needs to shut down for two weeks just so we can say if the numbers will drop, drop like yeah. you know, like yeah. try it. Like you've already gone to this extent. We've already a year in. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen other than what we had at the beginning? Is I don't know. It's it's tough it's to like say. It's a tough time to do it now. I feel because like it's gone through so many. Yeah. Like, right. Like I think that like small businesses should get like a like some sort of grant or money or i'm sure they do but it's like i i feel like it's not as easy as people make it sound right no, like, I, totally I feel like agree you have that. to jump through loopholes you're accepted you're not accepted yeah it's tough you know so it's I, tough. I feel like most people get where i'm coming from but also like i get where like the cautious people are coming from as well where like you know like i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm 100 percent right because i'm not a doctor right like i'm not like a yeah, I don't have like those kind of uh, that kind of knowledge, but just having had the virus, like I feel 
as though it's beatable, I feel like maybe not everybody can beat it, but not everybody can beat the flute, right? Not everybody can beat... Yeah, I don't know. Just my opinion, right? Like, again, like, it's such a touchy subject. I feel like everybody has their own opinion, and I'm... I'm ready to, like, I mean, I obey everything. Like, I, obviously, I'm not one of those people that walks into the no. grocery store and not wearing my mask. Like, have you seen that guy? Yeah, I hate that guy. I uh, hate that. Has, like, I don't that, know that, why that tattoo or whatever. Oh, my God. That, he, apparently, he's on his, like, he was in a car on his way to Calgary and then coming to Vancouver for something. I don't know what it is yeah. about that guy. I don't even know what his name is. Yeah. But whoever knows... He's got that neck tattoo. Yeah. He talks so like he's like he has a little bit of a lisp. Yeah. He's such a dweeb. He's such a dweeb. <laughs> he has. Like, he literally goes to the store to make problems. Like yeah. he's looking for a that's reaction. How he got famous, and, right? Yeah. So. And they how and then he's like act surprised that an airline uh, has banned him from like uh, like no fly list or whatever. Yeah. It's like well no of course these guys know who you are. You're literally going to into an airport. Where you live yeah. to look for a problem and to cause a scene, like they, they can do any of that stuff post pre COVID or anything. Like if you go to into an airport and start causing ruckus, they're gonna like instantly be like, "Okay, well we don't want this guy mm. on an airline." Yeah, that guy is just a bozo. I feel like yeah, Straight there's an bozo. approach. Like I I see his point of view in the sense that like they are trying to like take people's rights maybe away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're trying to like. Like they, they're basically not maybe like not trying to take people's rights away, but kind of like telling you like you can't like certain places have curfews, like you can't go like what COVID like goes to sleep at eight o'clock. Like how does that make sense? Like you're they like, want you in your house. They want you eight. in your house by like eight o'clock. Yeah, because they know that like after eight o'clock, that's when people start going out drinking and partying and doing all the shit and mingling and whatever. People I know. are going to start drinking little, at 12. I can I know. guarantee you that. But I don't know about other places in the world, but I think we're not as strict as a lot of places no, no, are. No, no, We're definitely not. We're no. not. And that's the that might be the problem because they can't... Like, you look at a, like a state like Texas where they're just like, no masks, whatever, live your life, do your yeah. thing. Restaurants are open and their numbers are wherever, right? Like, they, they still have... Um, a big amount of cases per day, yeah. but people's mental health and all that stuff is like intact. Yeah. Whereas when you look at a place like Ontario, where it's like complete, sh- they're doing like a complete shutdown or lockdown, like Quebec or Montreal did. Um, we're in the middle where we don't really know what the, what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Like we don't know if we want to shut everything down a hundred percent. It's like 20%, you know, like, yeah, like 30% is like, shut down kind of thing and it's partially because obviously people here don't want to see that i also think bonnie henry's a little scared to like fully do it because mm-hmm. like the repercussions of what might happen i don't know but um yeah. hopefully sooner than later everything can sort of go back to normal um but yeah i don't know man like i feel i feel that covid is gonna be finished soon but i feel like it's going to all make sense as to like, like, it's just like, kind of like in like life, like certain things happen and you kind of get understand it later on. You know yeah. I mean? so we'll find, we'll, we'll know more later. Yeah, for sure. Like for now, we, we just kind of have to go with the flow. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say like we're, we're like sheep or anything for like obeying rules or regulations. But yeah, at some point, majority is going to start breaking be like, okay, hey, We've done this for, we've sacrificed two or three or maybe four years of our life. Yeah. And it's still the same shit. Maybe we need to just like get over this. I don't know. It's It's, it's it's like sad to see because like other places are already over it, you know? Yeah. And we're like still like. But they locked down, they shut down like right away. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, those places put everyone in lockdown Mm. at the very beginning. Now look at them. And plus their weather is good too. They get good weather, so. Dude, in the beginning, I was so like scared of COVID, like, <laughs> like when I when it first happened. I know, me too. I was pretty fucking. I was petrified. Of, I remember we had a conversation on the phone. We're yeah. like, remember I was in Montreal, bro. Yeah, I was training for a fight. I was in Montreal. Yeah, you were in Montreal during yeah. this shit. I was at TriStar Montreal. Like, That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll we'll actually talk about training in Montreal. Yes. Uh, I do want to know a bit more about that. So. Cool.
It's the final countdown. It's the last segment. Uh, before we left, second segment, we were talking about, we were about to talk about training in Montreal. Yeah. So, for people that don't know, you were in Montreal training at TriStar. Yeah. And there was a couple, couple yeah. people there that uh, you got to... Well, just the gym itself. It's like... Uh... A lot of people from around the world like fly in, stay there, um, train with you know Faraz. Right. That's where Kajan trained for for ten years. Right. You know, and so, for people that don't know, Faraz trained uh, GSP, GSP, George uh, Saint Pierre, yeah, Gary McDonald, yeah, few people, um, a lot of people. Kevin Is, Lee was there. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, no, a lot of people, yeah. But um, just like they're like not even not only their top level guys that are in the UFC are yeah. great. Um, or Bellator, but the people that are like, you know, just coming up are like have grown in that gym are like phenomenal fighters. So it's, I would imagine too out east, there's probably some killers out out east that uh, like Toronto or something. Toronto or even like some French guys. I don't know, like crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think. Um, BC is super high level, but I do, I, yeah, I mean, aside from TriStar Montreal, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know many other gyms, so I, I have no idea, but. Is TriStar Canadian, or is it, do you know, like, where did it originate from? Yeah, yeah, Faraz, Faraz and Faraz in, in Montreal? Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly how, but it started in Montreal. It's a franchise now, or, like, how do they, how do you do that? Like, you have your main gym, yeah. and then you branch out into, like, for example, here. Well, Kajan got his black belt under Faraz, right? Okay. So, um, yeah, he, like, uh, gave him his black belt, and that's, like, one of the hardest things to gain, right? Right. So, because of that, like, it only made sense that, you know, Kajan starts it. Yeah. Because all the systems are from that, right? So, and what, they have a good relationship, too. What did you learn from uh, TriStar Montreal that uh, was new? Um... Or was there anything? Yeah, like there was a lot of. I mean, I learned so much. Like, I, I think we could cover like ten segments by like all. Oh, the I bet. I bet you, you were know? gone for like three weeks, weren't you? Three weeks, four well, I've weeks. I've been there three times. Three times. Yeah. So. But um, that last one you went, you were gone for a while. Yeah, I was gone for yeah, like three, four weeks at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you, you learn a wealth of things, but like, just like everybody there is so humble. You know, I got to like, you know train with the best in the world and see where I'm at, you know, to gauge myself. Right. right. So it was a really cool experience. I would, I would definitely, I was planning on going again for this next fight, but they're going through like some crazy stuff with COVID. Like they're actually getting like cops called on them. Like Faraz oh, posted man. something on YouTube for anybody watching and wants to go watch it and support him. But wow. he uh, posted like cop eight, like six cop cars surrounded the gym, wow. like treating him like he's, He's like, I've trained police officers to, like, defend themselves and save their lives. And, like, they're coming in here and, like, treating this place like it's, like, a drug bust. You know what I mean? And he has every right because he helps so many people. Like, I, I go there. He doesn't charge me anything. He doesn't charge me anything just because, like, I'm a Jan student. And then after that, I built a relationship with him myself, right? So, yeah, he doesn't charge me a dime. He never charged me a dime from the beginning. That's you know? awesome. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's a super, super cool guy. Um... And I got to meet some really cool people, like, you know, Roy McDonald, super awesome guy. Like, uh, Jeff Chaney was one of my training partners out there. Um, MMA Shredded, he's got some really cool content for anybody that, like, wants to learn martial arts. Like, he puts up, like, like tip videos. Really? Yeah, and they're cool. super, like, he breaks it down really well. So, like, you're able to, like, do it on a bag or, like, do it, like, in a COVID kind of scenario wow. by yourself, right? And I feel like that's where like a lot of things are going is like online, yeah. you know what I mean? So, super cool. Yeah, I mean, are these guys are all in Montreal. Like they they're based. No, like uh, Jeff Chan's like from Ottawa, I believe, and he okay. flies out there. Um, yeah, I I feel like uh, all around the world. Like I got this. I met this pro guy that's from Germany, right? Like out there, and like he fights for like I think like Brave or. Um, 
KSW or some some other mm. organization aside from like the ones that are probably mainstream out here. Yeah. But he's a killer, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like and he comes <laughs> out and you like just because you don't you don't think it's like GSP or like like you know yeah, like a yeah, big name sure. that like everybody sees. But man, that gym is filled with killers that like you just don't know. Like you haven't they haven't come up yet. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was really cool. I I got to go into their pro practices right away. It was like because I went there originally before I turned pro I think or at least like in that, in that, that time, time period yeah, yeah in that time period of turning pro so and then went there again after the first time I got hooked I was like I would I'm, I was like I said I was planning on going again and I've, I as soon as everything opens up that's like probably one of my first places that I might go to just to do a camp it's unfortunate because usually I'd like go with my girlfriend but she's like starting her career so <sighs> go by myself it's a little bit tougher when you're by yourself I'll come with you <laughs> You'll come, yeah you should come out come and do some training oh pads yeah <clears throat> yeah you could be like uh, my uh, who's it Paul Haven <laughs> you're down, you're like, yeah I'll be Paul Haven you're yeah. Brock Lesnar yeah, yeah I'll you be could, your promo guy <laughs> it's what it needs now bro like I feel like Brock Lesnar man like Without Paul Heyman, he would have been like nothing, bro. Like yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Well, like, he doesn't want. He doesn't like talking. Yeah, exactly. And WWE is all about being on the mic and having a character, not only a beast in the like the wrestling ring, but yeah, you need to have somebody there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's funny. But like, like uh, I think that like because like look, Conor McGregor like built something right, and yeah. now everybody wants to be Conor McGregor. Like yeah. not everybody, but a lot of people try to imitate him. And it's like, some people do really well, and some people, it's like yeah. so crazy. I feel like it started with Shil Sonnen. Yeah. Shil Sonnen Shil came, was like came out and yeah. was just like, Anderson Silva, you absolutely yeah. suck. suck. Yeah. And people were like, what the hell? Okay, when Anderson Silva never sucked. Especially at that time. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. And uh, But like, he was building up a fight. And then obviously, McGregor came in and started doing this shit. Now we're seeing this type of shit with like guys like Jake Paul, like YouTubers yeah. and stuff. I get it. Like, it's... It's definitely a page out of the uh, wrestling WWE handbook, but um, it, it's you got to sell fights. You got to sell. You got to sell the pay per views. Yeah. You got to get the buys. You got to do all that shit. If if McGregor wasn't around doing that stuff, who knows? Yeah, no, who true. knows? What yeah, exactly. Happen. I feel like he created something for fighters to be able to make more money, and kudos to him. Like you know, like he his approach might not be one that I like would go towards yeah. like, talking shit like I'll talk shit if someone talks shit to me you know what yeah, I mean like no, I'm not gonna like sure. just sit there and take it but um, for me and how like I was raised it's like usually like if people talk shit it's like on site you know what I mean like, yeah no I get that that makes sense it's so weird when someone's talking shit to you and like you're gonna fight them in like two weeks it's like <laughs> but yeah it's all fun yeah you have it's to make to sure that your emotion doesn't take over you gotta fight on like strategy and whatever it's yeah. like when Someone starts shit talking you, and you start shit talking them back. That's yeah. when you when they they're getting in your head, right? Yeah. It's either you make the first move <laughs> and yeah. wait for that guy to be puppy dog and kind of just meh, like I'm like whatever, or you're gonna bust. Like yeah. it's it could totally not work out for you. Totally, I think that's what we saw in like the Ben Askren and Jake Paul shit. Jake Paul was trying to get under Ben's skin yeah. and Ben was like yeah I like that comment he made yeah. about my wife I do think she's good looking and yeah. she's thick and all that stuff but then I mean fuck he got he I got can't believe rocked. he lost bro that totally <laughs> slipped my mind man. Was... yeah that was crazy you're watching the Whitaker fight and the Jake Paul fight Jake Paul got knocked him out first was it first I think it was first round first round, round bro yeah he predicted second by second round but he got him in the first yeah and then the Whitaker fight went five rounds he made 500k in like one minute who did Ben Askren and was Jake it for Paul, 500k yeah Jake Paul made 690 wow crazy for one minute damn that's crazy 690 dude. to a fighter and then they got guys like Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube and stuff on the show Justin those Bieber. guys are paying, getting paid probably more than the fighters yeah or the boxers yeah that's crazy that's but, crazy but good that, for him though man Jake Paul like Every, like everybody's like oh, Ben Askren's gonna fuck him up like I thought Ben Askren would win too but I was hoping Ben Askren would win I didn't I actually didn't think he would with the way he was like hitting pats and stuff but yeah but yeah and then also I listened to, uh, to GSP on Joe Rogan like say like that 
he was training with Freddie Roach, who's like phenomenal boxing coach, like probably top three. Like you know, his face would definitely be on like Mount Rushmore of boxing. But anyways, like I was like when I saw Ben Askren train with uh, Freddie Roach, I was like, this is fucking sick. Like Ben Askren is actually like trying yeah. to win this fight, you know. But then like after hearing like he only trained for a week, it's like, can't learn anything in a week. Yeah, you know. So. <sighs> I watched a lot of Ben Askren's like uh, vlog channel in the, la- in the last week to yeah. see like what is like I wanted to see his clips of videos and all that shit and there was nothing really released until like this until today or yesterday where he was hitting a bet where he was um, hitting pads with someone and he looked like he was like he knew what he was doing Ben Askren but, yeah but no, I mean no that, like I don't know maybe t- to the naked eye but like for people that like are like I'm around boxing a lot more now like yeah. one of my uh, teammates uh, Rhett he's actually uh, got a boxing fight next Saturday his, one of his uh, his second pro fight and I was training uh, just sparring with him today and when you see him hold hit pads it's like so different than like when I see Ben Askren hit pads yeah. I'm like Jesus Christ like you know what I mean like this world of difference like world of difference yeah. so um, so yeah I mean I've uh, yeah it's, it's it's I will say this that boxing promotion you weren't here watching it but it was trash uh. it was trash it was all entertaining it was all like concert it was a huge concert the fights weren't very good yeah we are kind of just like everyone was like waiting for the main card and then the main card came and it was over in like three like less than three minutes like it was like i don't know what the time was but that was ridiculous yeah i mean that they did a good job building it up but yeah i don't know It's, it's crazy it's crazy sport we were talking about about mcgregor and stuff he's got a fight coming up too doesn't he yeah, he's fighting, he's fighting again for yeah. the third time. Yeah, July tenth or something. July tenth. So there's a lot of time there. Yeah, I think McGregor's still in, uh, still on a, on his yacht or some shit. Like, hey, he's oh, in every Dubai, time he yeah. he's still in Dubai. He's yeah. still in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's I, just chilling. I think that he has so much money that he can just fly people out to him at any given time, like private. You know, like fill up yeah. a plane full of like top athletes. But yachts are so expensive. How the hell do you keep? Like, you need to have like. I think Shit he also has like money. yeah he has like connections out there too like yeah, the, the, the princes out there yeah probably they, like love they him. probably love him yeah they they love any kind of entertainment entertainment like and it's like more of like a, a flex thing right like mm-hmm. for them it's like yeah. fuck, give Conor McGregor a yacht just yeah. tell him to just chill in the and then plus they gotta like fill up the yacht for yeah. them it's nothing nothing right? bro costs like costs a lot of money to fill up a yacht if you own a yacht but I, don't know, I think he's probably getting stuff handed to him so. You see uh, Conor McGregor's new uh, CBD line? No. It's pretty cool. It's like, uh, it's like it looks like a spray. Um, it's like a really, like, so like if you get like, you know, for instance, like kicked in the leg from like leg kicks or whatever, like, or like muscle cramps or like injuries like that, like you just spray it on. It's like a cold spray. I've never used something like that. It's pretty cool. Interesting. He probably used it on this fucking calf that was. <laughs> yeah, his calf. That was. That was a, that that's was a deadly bad. move, man. Like calf kicks. Like there's like a nerve in your calf. Yeah. That, like if you kick it, it like can like shut down your leg. Yeah. Like it doesn't like, go balance. anywhere, right? Yeah. It, the, the blood or whatever it can't go anywhere. It just mm. sits there. I yeah. was watching something. Joe Rogan was talking about it yeah. with Poirier, and they're talking about how it like there's nowhere for the swelling or the blood to flow to yeah and that one area is just like restricted so it just feels numb interesting and you just can't walk yeah. on it because it it literally it won't disperse like usually when you get like a bruise right yeah everything rushes Down. to that bruise yeah. to or like when you're about to bruise yeah. that's why you it's healing when it's bruised when it's bruised. interesting yeah. but like with the calf apparently shit like it's your just, white cells and stuff can't get i don't know I'm not a fucking. I don't know <laughs> yeah. shit. I just listen. Do you use CBD? Um, no. Not really. I've, ne- I've I was extremely hungover one time and I took a like a tab and I just felt okay, but I've never actually consistently yeah. taken CBD. Like I work with this uh, CBD company. Okay. Um, CBD U, they're called, and like I use a lot of their CBD to like get like restful sleep. Okay. Cause like. 
before like I would always have access like I was working with a cannabis company mm-hmm. West Canada and like I was I had like access to so much like products like CBD bath bombs and like right. topicals and things like that but uh, they've been closed for a bit for renovations they're opening up again um, I believe like mid-May or early June okay it's just like depends on the construction yeah like could add a couple days here and there but they're at 700 West Broadway in Vancouver and like I would have access to I kid you not like everything like like and I would be able to try and see what would be best with my body right like recovery wise and are these, are these guys one of your sponsors or yeah they're both like uh, like I work with them um, been great to me like since my you know at least I think second or third pro fight nice um, but with West Canada I've been with them for like the beginning like since 2016 they were open yeah like the best company in Canada hands down like you the way they run things the way it is the way everything like the products they have in it's like really good especially if you're like looking to like recover from like athletic like like say you're getting ready for a triathlon Mm -hmm. you know or like Michael Phelps he uses cannabis for like his recovery right he's like a one of the best swimmers and yeah, swimming is like the hardest cardio you know what I mean so um, but yeah I, I highly recommend for anyone listening to get into CBD if you're like noticing even if you like like you said like headaches mm-hmm. CBD is really good for migraines and stuff like that so that's interesting I, I think I think people are just like people who are on the fence with cannabis in general yeah um, they're reluctant to take Something that's because as, as soon as they hear, oh, it's from marijuana, yeah, like, oh, like it's, yeah, it can't be good. Yeah, yeah. This is the old school mentality, yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah, I've noticing a lot more people taking CBD and stuff. I've never actually like taken it, I bet you do wonders, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. Man. I recommend it, yeah. I mean, especially like with combat sports, like you're constantly getting hit in the head, right? So yeah, it, it works as a neuroprotectant too, but that's good. But you're so right, bro. Like, there's such a big stigma behind it. It's just the it, we're not at that time. We're not we're not at that state yet where everyone is gonna be behind yeah marijuana or yeah. behind CBD anything to do it. It's just the old school mentality. You just automatically think like, oh, this is the devil's lettuce. Like, yeah. oh, like you know, like <laughs> so funny though. I was running uh, I was running on the seawall and like uh, I could like smell the cannabis like somebody was smoking some something or whatever and this lady was like oh like it smells so bad like just made such like such a like like so awkward and, like, yeah. trying to like get everybody to like rally up with her and stuff and then like i like look down the street and there's like kids getting hammered like drinking like white claws and stuff like that and, <laughs> on the seawall on the right? so i'm like they're both legal but it's like such a big stigma yeah. for one like one is more healthy for you than the other and people like yeah alcohol is the real poison yeah, real... <laughs> straight up. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other sponsors, or is it? Uh... uh no, I just work with those people. Like, I I I don't I don't try to get like sponsors where like just to put things on my shorts. Like, I I try to work with people that I like would use myself, right? Like things yeah. that are. So that's why like, I anybody like I used to work with like meal prep companies, right? But mm-hmm. I haven't found a meal prep company that's like good. Have you ever worked with meal prep? Um, I did one. Uh, one meal prep company it was okay yeah uh, the servings were good but basically they go off this list and then you just pick everything that you would like and it it's they make something for you they, they make they, they'll give you like depending on how many you order like I would order 10 a week they would give you 10 from your selected that you have mm. so it was okay, but like they were late on deliveries and stuff, and I'm like, fuck this. Like they want you to <laughs> yeah. like be, they expect you to be home on like a Sunday from like between three and six. It's like okay, but then it's like, well, it's seven o'clock. Where's my food? Like I've been. Oh, they were. They insane. were like they were late. Like yeah. the first couple times I did it, it was good, but then I was afterwards I was like, I'm not paying for a service that can't. Uh... Yeah, for but, me, like I couldn't find one that tasted good. Yeah. Um, a buddy, uh, Justin. Mm. Remember Justin Tucker? Mm-hmm. He's uh, Chef JT. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, yeah. doing meal prep. Oh, yeah? And that? I've done it. It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. It comes out to, I think, um, don't quote me on this, but it's about 15 bucks a meal. But, like, they're good portion meals. And he's, yeah. uh, he, he's a chef. So yeah. he's, he oh, knows what good. he's doing. 
Yeah, uh, I want to have him come on eventually because he they do hoop session. Oh, that's sick. the it's him and three other guys that I played ball with in high school, and I love the I just love it because like listening to people that you know, yeah, it's yeah. just so much better because it's just like you can feel their like authenticity, authentic, yeah, and their like character yeah, coming yeah. out, yeah. So yeah, I want to get him on. I want to get a couple other guys on, but I gotta obviously talk to them. Yeah. Let's see. So if you're listening. <laughs> so if you're listening or watching. There's a slot open next week. Vancouver Grizzlies in the background. There you go. Oh, no, the yeah, for sure. There, right? I definitely want to get them on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's wrap up. Um, I will see you once your fight is over. Yeah. We will do another podcast together and talk with about your belt. fight with the belt, hopefully. Yeah. There you go. Definitely. Um, Hopefully it's for the belt. It is for the belt. It is for the belt. Hundred percent for the belt. We will definitely be here with the belt. With the belt. Um, Thank you for coming. Thank you for having. Thanks for taking the time to sit with me and talk to me about your career and what's going on in the world. So I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. It was fun. I had a blast. Good. You're more of a natural. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting better as the episodes go from what I did with Jordan to now. I think yeah. Kyle broke me in, to be honest. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle's conversation. It's a good conversation. Funny. It's just a matter of sitting here and just talking naturally. This well, no, but like Kyle, he, he he's very interesting. Yeah, he's an interesting yeah. guy. Yeah. So. We'll see you when you... Uh, we'll see you in the... I guess when you have your... When your fight's done. So. Yeah, when the belt's here. Cheers. Cheers to that. This is water, by the way. This is water, too. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Van City Podcast. If you like what you heard or saw, please make sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're watching this on. If you also want additional information on the guest that I just had on, please check the descriptions. Until the next podcast, be safe, be healthy. We'll see you guys soon. Adios. City Podcast.